Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. Hey, if you're here, you probably like to talk sport, and we thank you for doing it with us here tonight or during the day if you happen to be listening through one of the podcast formats, you know, the Apples or the Spotify's or the Anchors. The Anchors. Sounds like the name. Is that was that an alternate name for the Navy midshipmen? I wonder. I don't know. Anyways, of course, welcome here. You you'll notice I'm launching here on a Thursday night. What's all that about? Fun, people. Listen, I'm the student of the game, but every now and again you gotta get a little recess in. And I think that's what this particular evening's about. You get the sports recess in the first instance of this. It's kind of like a grab bag of us. So we're gonna have some people in. We're gonna have some fun. Friends of the show. New friends of the show, as it would turn out here tonight, from my particular perspective. But it's a good time all the way around. And listen, I don't want to sit here and play. Ooh, that was almost a bad pun. Play here all by my lonesome. Got to have some friends in the house. I mean, yeah, sure. I got my barley wine. But I don't want to be a depressed drunk that drinks by himself. I want to bring in some people. Have some fun. Chop this stuff up. But, of course, when we're talking about chopping up stuff, one thinks of restaurants and dinner time. You know him by now. He helped us figure out who plays what position on the field. If you're a superhero for football, Tokyo Jameson, welcome back officially. The reboot. Officially. Second repeat appearance. You're just behind Antoine Staley, but I'm sure you can live with that. Oh, man, I mean, I'll allow that. It's only a matter of time before I pass them. I mean, and if I don't, then I'll just have to watch shows and comment until you actually see my my comment and put it up as a graphic because I I need to be a part of every show, as it were. You were the first highlighted comment on the show. That is true. I'll take that. I'll take that honor, and I'll live with it. I'll take it, and I'll go get a nice seafood dinner, and then I'll never call her again. Oh, wow. I, I thought you might just make it your epitaph, but now it just got dark. Anyway, <laughs> but listen, we're not on our own here. Listen, we like oh. having fun here, and we got a performer coming in. A little bit of a backstory. So there's a six degrees between me and our guests, right? Tokyo Jameson and my man Demosthenes Euclid on Hilarity by Default talked to a gentleman, Jason Gregory, and we were talking about trying to get a little promotion for a pilot for a show called Waking Up White. In a pure act, of Kevin Bacon stuff, Tokyo Jameson has it has brought in the actor from that who's been in several inspirational productions. And I still I said it to him before we got on the air. If this guy has a biopic coming out, it should be called 45 and Fly. I don't know if he's that old, but it still should be named that anyway. He could be 22, and that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> from my man, Essex O'Brien. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? How y'all doing today, guys? Hey, great brother, great man named Essex O'Brien on my show. That name by itself, like, do you get into places that are limited access without the use of a, of a clipboard? I would listen, imagine. Listen, you me. think you think people would treat me like the king of England or something, but it actually doesn't do much for me at all. Man. Well, that's just, <laughs> I gotta maybe I should start wearing a cape or something, a little a little French hat or something. Maybe it might do something. There you go, a fedora. <laughs> I got to stop dressing like I'm from the hood or something. (laughs) At any rate. So, gentlemen, listen. Obviously, we're already primed to warm up. Normally, here you come in, you'll see me coming out with some some bit of a monologue. But really, this is a fun night. I got nothing to gripe about. I'm not trying to change the world and point things out. But one thing I will note is, gentlemen, tonight's show, and anybody who may be watching, tonight's show is going to have a little bit of a feeling of the old school. Like, listen, 
I love I'm all about the NBA. It's kind of fun to watch when there's not football going on, which unfortunately is most of its season. But the whole chuck it from the cheap seats thing, I've had my conversations. I've written my articles about that. Whether you've seen them with me talking about it as a member of Blue HQ or most recently the three-point conversion, you've heard me have my my speech, heck, even with the black and gold banneret. The coach of the women's basketball team called it pretty ball with the way that everybody likes to shoot threes. And apparently it's not just limited to men's basketball, not for nothing. But I say all that to say this, fellas. I want to talk about a world as well where you could get physical. And both you gentlemen will recognize that when people put hands on Steve, on Steph Curry, he starts to get a little, little, little shaky. Things change a little bit. And with mm-hmm. that in mind, where people weren't afraid to put hands on each other, that I think we're speaking to tonight as we walk through our various topics and um but provided of course by our very own tokyo jameson i do have a surprise topic that if i'm feeling frisky i might throw out there okay. but in the meantime we'll keep it up with this particular oldie but goodie a little bit of a i'm not going to call it a softball i'm just going to call it one that people have talked about before and i'm interested to hear the perspectives in the room because essex listen you came out with your superfly miami heat logo shirt and my good friend EJ Christian, who's also been on the show, is also a Heat fan himself. He's also a fan of wrestling. And because of a very special thing The Rock did on wrestling, whenever I see a Heat fan, I now have to say, go Heat, bitch. That's how it works because you've seen the way Michael Cole sl- gets slammed. Right? He's with it. He's feeling it. I was a little worried. Like, hey, don't let me find out you talk about wrestling too, Kyle, because then I'm coming back for another show. I don't, but I got people. We'll talk. Okay, all right, okay, all right. We'll get you on with EJ Christian. That'll be fun. You're both bald. It'll be great. Anyway. <laughs> and I did a show with The Rock. I don't know if y'all know that. I was uh I'm aware he did. Yeah. yeah that was a that was fun. That was that was a good treat. That must have been electric. Hey, listen, the dude's got the Twitter handle right there. And follow the dude. You'll see some of this stuff. It might just you might just find that it rocks. Anyway. <laughs> so anyways, I could talk and be silly with you, you gentlemen, but let's get this back on track. I am the host. I'm having too much fun pretending I'm a guest. So with that in mind, talking about rocks, let's get to Mount Rushmore here. We're going to talk about the starting five, our quintessential starting five. But here's that old school feel. Right now in the world we live in, they talk about positionless basketball. We are going to do our top five by way of position. Sure, there are people that pose as centers, but, you know, if, if, I, if Ike Hilliard's your best pick, I know he hasn't played for the Pacers for a while. You got all oh, there is, uh, or no, not Hilliard, Hillard, whatever. The punchline. Hibbert. Hibbert. Roy. Whatever. He wasn't yeah. there. I already forgot him. I mean, I remember the last time he came out, I called him Old Mother Hibbard because he couldn't put up any points in the playoffs. All right? That's how I feel about it. Anyway, okay. I'm glad you rode along with this kid. Thank you, Tokyo. Uh, with that in mind, gentlemen, usually the top and first on the list, your point guard. Who, who sirs? I'm saying sirs because Essex. My bad. Uh, who, oh, gentlemen, man. do you have at your point guard position as you are dipping your toe in the student of the game for the first time? Essex O'Brien, your point guard on your Mount Rushmore. It's an easy one for me, man. Magic Johnson. There's no mm-hmm. him and hawing about it at all. It's the best point guard, the most exciting point guard I've ever, I've ever seen. And to me, he's the person that laid the foundation for, as you said, the positionless 
sport that we see today. He broke the mold and everybody after him is kind of kind of filled it in a little bit, but he set the he set the league into the direction that it is now, him and Larry Bird. So Magic Johnson, easy. And and you know, it's an interesting concept to bring that up, Essex, because like Magic, I think Magic being good at literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> as you put it there. I was surprised in the nineties when he played center in the back half of that. That's when I was like, oh. And he was still decent. Right. Like, he was still decent. <laughs> And the only reason they did that was because he was like 30 pounds heavier, so he couldn't really move. <laughs> couldn't run that point anymore, man. <laughs> he no, was still pretty decent, though. I think the only negative aspect to Magic is because he was so great, he takes votes away from Kareem from GOAT conversations, right? Because, you know, he does have the points record. there. He's got various uh, uh, records, Kareem, but there are people that outright check him out of the GOAT conversation for two reasons. A, because, you know, basketball only existed in the past 20 years, so obviously nobody else matters. And B, um, you got to admit, Kareem had a heck of a squad surrounding him. So at the end of the day, you know, it's well, one of those. We don't, we don't hold that against Bill Russell, though. Yeah, I don't, I, so I, I agree with what you're saying because, it, because it's magic and magic has such a uh, – a weight to his name it kind of does take away from him but we don't hold that against bill russell bill russell played like 25 he played with like 25 all of famers I'm, I'm joking but yeah he played with a whole bunch of all of famers but we don't hold that against him so we shouldn't do it against kareem uh that's a great point i i think i think the other issue with with um the other concept that bill has over kareem is i've seen the picture of him holding rings in his hands like this it was yeah. side and it's like it's like full yeah and like you know you could say what you want about tom brady and and you know the alleged controversial nature through which he got some of those wings that cover his hand and now some on the other one but there's something about 11 that makes some noise i ain't saying you're wrong i'm just saying there's an apples to apples thing here but tokyo jameson your point guard sir well, first off, thank you very much for letting me into the conversation, man. It feels good to be here with you guys. Now, before I answer, I do have to let y'all know that I have to pay the bill. So each of my answer is, you know, sponsored um, by some awesome business out there that felt comfortable enough to give me money. And this first answer is brought to you by Oscillating Fans. Feel the breeze. Um, so... I wanted to say Magic as well. I actually wrote Magic down, but since my guy Essex already came out with Magic, I'm not just going to wax on the guy that he gave. I will say Magic is that guy, which he was the focal point of winning time. If you haven't watched it on ABO, HBO, was nominated for an Emmy. Great show. Um, the young gentleman they had playing Magic Johnson did a phenomenal job, and even if some of that stuff was dramatized, it's still something. That, yes. Yeah. I, I feel like you can still, even if you aren't a fan, I feel like you can still get something from that show. Lots of sex. So I'm going to offer uh, an additional point guard other than Magic Johnson. I'm going to offer up Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas gets slept on a lot, especially because of the su supposed beef between he and, and, and Michael Jordan. He was left off of the dream team list, which it's debatable. If you were going to put Isaiah Thomas on the dream team, who were you going to take off? Likely people would say John Stockton. I saw a statistic um, recently that said John Stockton could have not played the last six years of his career and would still lead the league all time in assists. So taking John Stockton off for Isaiah, it's tough. John, Isaiah never won. I'm not sorry, Isaiah. John never won a ring. Isaiah did something 
in the midst of the late show and the Celtics doing their thing before Jordan came in, Isaiah was able to get some rings in there in Detroit with a mixed bag of players. You know, say what you will about their talent, how, how they scored. They were bad boys. You know, that game wouldn't necessarily survive now because it wasn't a lot of three-point shooting. They were getting in there and they were getting dirty. Talking about putting hands on Steph Curry. I don't know that he would be able to get free like that when you got Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas playing that defense. So I'm offering up Isaiah Thomas for the point guard position, you know, for a little bit about, you know, different perspective. Yeah, who could front I you on that? Yeah, I would not fight you on that. He's the only person that beat Magic, Bird, and Jordan while they was in their prime. So I, I, would, I wouldn't fight you on that. Isaiah was go. a bad boy. He was a bad boy. And, I mean, since we're citing series here, um, what, last dance? After what you saw Jordan talk about in the last dance, you're going to say alleged beef? Please, TJ. That is some beef I could take back on the grill to balance out some of my blood sugar because I got the uh, I got the sugar in my blood, okay? The thing about it is, bro, with regards to that beef, I can see some of what Isaiah Thomas had to say because if you watch any other documentary, you would have saw the Celtics do exactly to him what he is the, and the Pistons did to Chicago. Oh, sure. You know, it and, just and let me let me I'm gonna share something with you guys too because this this is how I get down with with this uh this sports stuff right here. <laughs> Mike, Mike, as much as I love Mike, Mike was ah, not innocent. Dude. He's not innocent in that beef. It wasn't just Isaiah. Mike, Mike wasn't innocent in that beef. He he played into it a little bit too, and we kind of like that about that era, right, guys? We like the yeah. fact that there was rivalries and there was real smoke between two guys. Mike kept that heat to fuel himself to keep going with it. So, because because Isaiah tried to squash it a couple of times and Mike wasn't having it. No. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the question is not fault. The question is whether it existed. And yeah. clearly, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen of the jury, both of my clients demand to tell you it exists. And actually, Tokyo Jameson, you aren't my client. You're the one who called it alleged. Hey, you know what? I want I want to be a person. I want to be a bridge because these two greats should be able to sit down at a table and have a conversation about how great they are. And I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't can know that imagine, it'll happen. Can you imagine if they did that show like uh, like Shaq and Kobe did and uh, Magic and Isaiah did and wow. sat down in a room? That would be so crazy. Look, Netflix, go ahead and get on that. I, I promise you people that, are going to watch it. People are going to watch that hands down. That would be most watched. Paramount Plus, if you want to catch up, get in on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this on Peacock. <laughs> oh, man. No, We're going to the twos? I, will, I, I gotta give mine, and obviously magic is the answer. Uh, we, we all knew that definitively. But I'm glad you brought up John Stockton, because in the age of the NBA that was back then, to see a dude as scrawny and and with his makeup, that he's, you don't. He doesn't look like a basketball player. The only he looks like a high school principal. He did. <laughs> are we are we are we PG thirteen or PG here? Are we can we use profanity? You may. He's a tough son of a bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> was tough, man. Like you say, he was small, six two, you know, one eighty, whatever. But he would he would lay into your ass with everything he had. Hmm. He was tough, man. All hundred. Go back, go back and watch them '98, '97 finals. Like you could kind of make the argument he was their best player. 
But like he, man, John Stockton didn't play. And to be the all-time leader in steals and assists at that size in that era, bruh. Tough. And I mean, people can talk about Carl Malone, but y'all realize like whenever they had lists back in that day, you remember this, there was, they'd have like, you know, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic, Stockton Malone as one player. Right. Yeah. Right. It's almost like they created the pick and roll, but they, they didn't, but they perfected it. They made it they, famous. One didn't necessarily, it seemed like one couldn't exist without the other, but it wasn't that. I mean, it's like Stockton, if you look at his assists, to have as many assists as he had, if he had given them all to Malone, then Malone would be the all-time leading scorer. So Stockton was that dude that got his team involved. He got the best out of his guys. Hornacek, so Russell, Ulster Tag. I mean, you've got all kind of people, even going back to the days when Eaton was on the team, averaging five blocks in a game. Who knows who Eaton is? Not 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 a not a non casual not guy. Not the average casual fan. Not the average cat. Yeah, I I I they would have had one more like really good player. We talking probably about a different career. They probably they probably go at least go to more. I don't know if they win, but they go to more finals than they did if they would have at least one more solid player on that team. They didn't have a Tony Kukoc, for example. Right. You know. Right. Who was coming off the bench? Nobody remembers who came off the bench for Utah. <laughs> I mean, how long was, what was Howard Isley? I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. There. <laughs> wow. Greg Ostertag? Yeah, what are we doing? Okay, right. <laughs> what are we doing here? You, you, don't know, you don't care about how he played. You know, he was a large <laughs> dude that could, that could maybe slow down. Not, not stop, but like slow down, like when they played a real center, like, you oh, know. Ostertag? Yeah. yeah, he he was a body to throw at Shaq, but he was just he was just six barbecue five. to put on the plate for Shaq to eat up six fouls yeah. on. That's it. Six fouls. That's all we call them. Six fouls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Bills had several of them themselves, but I digress. But yeah, he cashed them checks though. No disrespect. And you know, <laughs> any day in the NBA is a good day. That's he it. Do it. Let, let, let's be clear about that. I'm sure, but. And, and you know, my favorite player, now granted, later in life you would come to find out he had some questionable beliefs, but Tim Hardaway was a guy I followed a lot. No, not Anthony. I wanted Chris Webber living in Orlando here, okay? But, yeah, I, and here he pops it. There it is. You know, he got he was challenging the Bulls before it was cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know I got love for Tim, but. Yeah, and him and, and, of course, Alonzo Mourning was one, one of my favorite guys, too. I know you'll respect that. Hell, yeah. Two spot. Tokyo Jameson. All right, all right. And this question right here is brought to you by Loose Fitting Jeans. I'm bigger than you. Deal with it. So the two spot for me is is it's easy. It's easy. Uh, there's no and since I get to pick first, I don't have to offer anything for 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 conversation's sake. What? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> goes down as the two. He put look up in his face because he knows what it is. Oh, as sure as I'm wearing a three-piece suit and some khaki dukes. <laughs> He's got all the books. This from the Wizards area. So you know how, how much I love Michael Jordan. I bought the Wizards book. Uh, you have to love Michael if you loved him when he was 
researching Kwame Brown and the, the, the Wizards pick. So, absolutely, most most historians try to forget that time period. They don't want to think about Michael in any jersey other than the one that he wore in Chicago. So, yeah, if you got love for him when he was in Washington, then you are definitely a fan of his. I just respected the fact that he was old and, like, still getting buckets, man. Like, he was getting them – YMCA old man buckets, but he was still getting buckets. If the, if the, if the league if, if if the league was only like thirty or forty games, Michael would could have been the MVP. But no, nah, them knees wasn't gonna hold up. It, but it wasn't individually. It wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. As a team, they were terrible because hmm. he didn't he didn't put the team together. Mike he he made his own mess because he didn't put a decent team around him. And he still thought he could be the old Jordan. If he would have put a decent team around, it might have been a different story. But, yeah, I digress. So what you're trying to say in Washington with the Wizards, he made so many bad decisions that he started taking bullets? So really? 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 (laughs) Rimshot. Hey, I got the pinky up. You know it's a pun. I know it's a (laughs) pun. I just I commend you for going there. I don't know how much time we necessarily have to spend on the two because I feel like Essex is definitely going to echo what I said. I don't know unless you're talking about fan love because we discussed it in the in the green room before the show. You know we have twos that we like to watch, but as far as just creating around Mount Rushmore, I don't know any other two that can really compare. Certainly, what you know MJ meant to the game and to the team that he played for. But for the spirit of keeping players relevant that don't get enough talk right now, half the reason you're even talking here about Zeke Isaiah Thomas is the for, one of the most forgotten presences that not just in Detroit, but in the NBA. And I'm talking about Joe Dumars. That dude has disappeared from the NBA lexicon. Somebody need to bring this fool up. Because whether it's with the bad boys, he was even a player in that uh, in that Larry uh, Larry Brown era with Sheed. No. And and Ben Wallace, the Wallaces, and finals you know, MVP. He he co- he shared finals MVP. He won one year, and then Isaiah won the other year. So that shows you what type of player he was. But nobody wants to talk about that legend. They want to waste my time talking about Zen Master having all the best players in the league and winning ships, while Larry Brown over here building stuff up from dirt and build beating the Lakers with one guy and and some packs of Skittles. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Snow. Anyways. Specifically, Eric Snow. Specifically, Eric Snow, right? You throw shade on that man's name. I got to make a correction for you, though, bro. Dumars wasn't still hooping when she was with the Pistons. At that time, he was running basketball operations. He put that team together. Right. Uh, that would win the championship over the juiced-up Laker team that had uh, Peyton and Carl Malone on that squad. So, yeah. They destroyed the Lakers. Anyway. Get my uh, thing in here. No, do the thing. Um, yeah, I, I I, I have no argument with that, obviously. I think we're talking about the GOAT, not just the GOAT of two guards, but the GOAT of GOATs. And uh, honorable mention to D-Wade and Kobe. But, yeah. Michael Jordan. So be it. Small forward. Essex, what do you got for us, buddy? The uh, the 1B GOAT, LeBron James. 
<laughs> Laboring. Uh, I know he played a lot of different positions, but I think if you just put him in the blender, it'd come out to, you know, a small four, which is what he's been primarily known for. I mean, ain't much of an argument to make. I mean, throughout the, the, the finals record, I just have never seen a, a collection of gifts from the good Lord himself. I mean, speed, power, athleticism, leaping ability with an IQ and magic-like vision. I, I ain't, just like Michael was one-on-one, Shaq was one-on-one, LeBron's one-on-one, you're never going to see nothing quite like that. And he's built like Carl Malone. Like, he's got the muscles and everything. So, like, yeah. He never had a gut like Carl Malone. And, hey, listen, this is how you know the vision thing is real with LeBron, Essex. What was his first commercial with ben, Bernie Mac? May he rest in peace. It was him preaching. Oh. And he did have court vision. And yeah, all yeah, that. the little the church one, right? With the oh, church. Exactly. Yeah, Which yeah, I, yeah. Both of you them. Know what I wish they would bring back. Remember the one where he played like his whole family, like he was the dad and yeah. the brother and the little kid. I wish they bring that back. That was pretty cool too. That was. Funny. They made a cartoon from that premise yeah. right there. Yeah. On that, I shan't front. What have you to add, Tokyo Jameson? All right, so LBJ for the three. It's an easy argument. I saw something entertaining this week. Um, Ray Ray Allen was having having a conversation with some folks. I believe it was in an airport. They were trying to call LBJ the goat. Ray said three things: Is he the best dribbler? And they were like, No. Is he the best free throw shooter? And they were like, No. And is, is he the best three point shooter? And they were like, No. And then Ray Allen says, Well, how is he the goat? And I was surprised <laughs> by that. Well, I mean, if 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 you're simply trying to compare him to Michael Jordan, then those three can be used differentiator between why Michael is and LeBron is not. That's if you're trying to decide between those two. I'm not saying that I am. I thought it was interesting to hear Ray Allen say those things, considering that Ray Allen went with them to Miami to win, you know, uh, one more after he left Boston. Um, but I, Go ahead. But LeBron's a better three-point shooter than Michael Jordan. And the handles, you could kind of – like Mike wasn't really known for – he was fundamentally sound with the handle, but nobody compared him to like Kyrie or AI or nothing like that. So handles and – but yeah, definitely better free throw shooter. But come on, Ray. We know <laughs> that that's not just the sum of basketball. Because if you're going to go by that – then now you can't put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in there. If you're going to go by that, you can't put Wilt or, or or Russell in there because none of those guys were great ball handlers or three-point shooters. Three-point shooting really didn't become a point of emphasis until the past few years anyway. So I don't know where Ray was coming from with that. That was like – and like you say, you went to play with dude. Like, yeah. you got a ring. I know everybody say, oh, the shot was it. But you got a ring because you went to play with LeBron. You left the Celtics. You told your homeboys, I forget y'all. They stopped speaking to this man for 10 years yeah. because I'm, you went to play with this man, and now you're yep. going to change? Well, Come see, on, Ray Allen has a little bit of defense. He's still mad that Muggs be trying to leave before the game's over. He had a chance to make that right. <laughs> so I get that part. I know you wouldn't have done that, Essex, but, you know. No, nah, man, no. Nah, I, can't, I can't defend my Miami fans. They, they do have a penchant for wanting to get to the bar early. I'm about to uh, say, yeah, don't, we, don't let him lie to y'all. Essex was at that game, and he was at the house 
frying up some sausage on the grill by the third quarter. He Listen. didn't stay for that ending either. Listen, no, I was actually in Orlando, but I'm going to tell you, that was, <laughs> one of, that was one of the most stressful nights of my life, Tokyo. That was so stressful. Because no. I thought we was about to lose. And I got one of my best friends is a Spurs fan. He was giving me shit the whole week. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have to hear this shit for like the whole summer. And then, of course, Ray went and hit that shot and we went on to win. And I talked cash shit to him the whole summer. <laughs> so I I will say this again um, to offer a little bit of conversation sake. From LBJ at the three, I'm putting Larry Legend at the three because that's ultimately where he played. Once they got Kevin McHale, yeah. um, Larry played primarily at the three before that. He was switching between the three and the four, sharing time with Maxwell, who Cedric Maxwell won a championship MVP. So Maxwell deserves some love too, but we're not talking about Maxwell right now. I'm saying Larry Legend is a possibility um, for that three position just because of drive. You're talking about somebody that wanted to win. I mean, obviously winning time portrays him in a certain way, but if you listen to him talk, honestly, I don't think they're that far off. No. From from how he is in his day to day, he just wants to win. He wants to beat you, similar to what we saw from Michael Jordan in um, the Last Dance. How he just wants to beat everybody in every possible thing. If you sitting there drinking straight Kool Aid out the pack, and I'm talking back in the day when grocery stores had a hundred different flavors of Kool Aid, not now when you can only get one or two. I'm saying back when they had a hundred flavors, they had a whole Kool Aid section. Yeah. Michael Jordan wanted to be the best at eating all those flavors. Like, it was fun dip. So, I'm saying Larry is the exact same way. And I, I got love for LBJ, yeah. you know. So, I have no problem with him. I have him written down as my number one. But offering up an alternative, Larry Legend is a, a strong consideration as well. And if you listen to anybody that's ever talked about him, they pretty much confirm what you said. Like, he was always talking trash. I yep. remember that legendary story about him with the three-point contest. He went into yep. the locker room and told us, I just gonna go up a second. I'm not even gonna take off my warm up. I'm not even, even gonna take off my warm up. Like, <laughs> did he, he have a game where he he uh he scored 60 with his off hand? All he did was shoot left hand. Hand shot like come on, nothing bro. but lefties. Come on, man. Larry was man. The only reason I think people don't talk about him as much is because uh Magic won the uh he won the final. He won the eighties. Magic won the eighties. So I think he had five out of the eighties, and then Larry only came up with three. So I think that's why people don't talk about him as much. But yeah, Larry was cold. Well, and I think I think the dream team aspect has a, has a bit of it too. Like when that team got hot, Magic was a big part of that. Larry was yeah, on hard time with his heart back he was messed up. He was icing it, yeah. laid, laid, laid on the floor, icing it. <laughs> Y'all talk, y'all talking about you know the Shaq commercials with Icy Hot. It would have been Larry Legend back then. That's yeah. all. I was. Yeah. You know, Essex, you mentioned something earlier though, which by the way, this sidebar is brought to you by Fun Dip. I love that sweetness. Anyway, <laughs> so put me on how you get these sponsorships, man. I, 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 I do a little commercial. I, you know, I do voiceovers. Like y'all can put me to work. <laughs> but hey, l- listen, you mentioned something about how LeBron's a better three-shooter and all that. I'm not going to deny that. I'm a man who literally works with data for a living. I am a data professional. professional. Um, you're absolutely right there. However, 
whoever invented that numbers don't lie is an absolute liar themselves. I would contend that Jordan, if if pretty ball was played the way it was back in the 90s, Jordan would have honed that and he would have been recruited in his 40s by the army instead of getting involved with the Wizards. He would have been, oh my gosh, another possible bullets reference here. He would have been recruited by the Army Rangers to be a sniper with how he he shot the three if it was Mm -hmm. popular back then. And I don't think enough credit's given to the way Michael developed different aspects of his game. LeBron's certainly a far better natural specimen. But Michael Jordan has that Batman aspect to him where he will investigate and come up with ways and weakness and beat you that way. Again. This isn't me saying LeBron doesn't have IQ. And those that won't say he's the GOAT, I don't get mad at. You just didn't watch enough Jordan. I agree. No, because, and and here's a good, that's a great point, because LeBron was not a great three-point shooter. He became a decent three-point shooter with work. So, of course, if Michael would have concentrated on it, he would have done that. Because he, see, when we talk about shooting now, we tend to only think about three points. But 20 feet in, Michael Jordan was lethal as a free throws. Free throws. His fadeaway, like his midi yeah. was unmatched. Mm-hmm. But we tend to just think, you know, think about highlights, think about layups and the fancy and the dunks and all that. Lethal from uh, mid range. So yeah, I have no doubt if 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 he was in today's generation uh, and and had to incorporate the three point game like a lot of these players do now. It'd be stupid ugly. You can increase his points per game, probably go up two or three points. He already got 30 points a game for his career. It probably goes up two or three points. Let me prove the point for you, Essex. Gentlemen, Jordan's most famous shot. Go. The fadeaway. Over uh, over uh, uh, Utah. Utah. Over uh, oh, you think it's over Russell. Iron Russell. Over Russell, yeah. I think it's over Elo, frankly. But you know Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you one know, and, yeah, one and two. Yeah. We both talked about jump shots. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Anyways. Yeah. I think we're on power forward, Tokyo. Balls to you, my friend. Oh, uh, man, I appreciate you. And this one right here is brought to you by my my most uh, healthy of sponsors. Uh, this one's brought to you by Circuit City brand headphones. <laughs> you can jam for very little cash because we found these headphones in the trash. Circuit City. <laughs> Brand headphones. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say which one? Which, which it's like the last blockbuster. It must be in like Spokane, Washington, or something. You can you can find a a Circuit City. Uh, it's 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 really small, and it's in Winter Haven, Florida. Circuit City. I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> yeah, you you got to go through some kind of black hole behind the Walmart. It's weird to get to it. I can't give you instructions. Um, but for this position. For this position, I went a little bit different because if you look at Bill Russell, size-wise, his build, I feel like if he played in the time of Magic Johnson's uh, rookie year on, he would have been a four more than a five. So I put Bill at the four, and simply I could say 11 rings and just shut the hell up. I'm not going to do that. I could talk about the fact that he was a player coach, so he has a mind for the game, but I'm not going to do that. I could talk about all the rebounds and all the blocks, but I'm not going to do any of that. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to say Bill Russell, and I'm going to shut the hell up for Bill Russell. What you got? 
little bit of creative thinking. I like that. Essex, what you got? Tokyo, man, I, I got to tell you, we're kind of here, brother, because <laughs> at my four, I have a guy who played most of his career at center as well. But I think, well, he did play a little power forward, but he could have definitely in today's game played that power forward, handling the ball type of thing, probably kind of like Giannis. I'm talking about Akeem Olajuwon. Ooh, the dream. Let me tell you. I mean, y'all know. I mean, y'all. I know y'all know the skill set, the athleticism. He played defense like uh, like Bill Russell, but he could score with, I mean, the best of them. The fadeaway. I might not look at it a little bit, but I played a little basketball coming up, and I had to learn that fadeaway. I know Jordan had the fadeaway, but Akeem's fadeaway was just. With the little shimmy, man. Listen, the dream shake. Dream shake. <laughs> that dude was serious. If you go back and look at some of them, not even the championship years uh, when when Jordan retired, but just his whole career, like this dude was scary. He was always up like around 28, 27 points per game, four five blocks. Like he was nasty on both ends of the court. So I'm putting him in my power forward, even All though he was mostly a center. On that, I shan't front. But gentlemen, it's very interesting. You mentioned today's era, and 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 you know we talk about how Draymond Green is a big force for the Warriors, and the conversation out there is, you know, we're on another team. He wouldn't be that great a force. But see, here's the problem with my player. And granted, I, I will show bias. The first jersey I ever owned back in '92 was this player, but this player started out as a guard shot up in size randomly in college and became a power forward and possessed all the qualities therein of both and had an attitude that could even put Draymond to sleep and also, in one particular occasion, put Shaquille O'Neal on his butt. Essex, say it. You know it. Dennis Rodman? No! I said shoot, can shoot. Come on. Get out. Oh, shoot. Okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop that. Dennis Rodman in college averaged 26 points per game. Show that man some love. Well, no, he wasn't shooting, but he yeah. He took spot and had no right to it just because Jordan was mad at him. I said it. Anyway. You know what threw me off? You threw me off because you said he was a – because he shot up in size. But, okay, go. go. Well, in Auburn, he had a Oh, growth. oh, okay. Yeah, Charles Barkley. And then after he retired, he had another growth spurt horizontally. So people want to love <laughs> Charles Barkley. But Charles Barkley is definitely my power forward, has yeah. all the attitude – who he has enough attitude to damn near cause an international incident. Y'all know what I'm talking about with the dream yeah. team in Angola. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all know that Draymond Green would even shrink to him. And if he yeah. didn't, boy, he would shortly after. Yeah. And he could hit threes too. Maybe not at the clip that they do in this NBA, but for what he does, trust me, it would have happened. There's a reason he started out as a guard, mostly because yeah. he was smaller. But he learned to shoot and got all that. He just didn't shoot later because that NBA didn't demand that. I saw one game in particular. It was the Suns, and I want to say it was the Jazz. And they left Barkley at three. And he's like, none of y'all going to guard me, huh? And just started running back. He was he had swag about it before Steph Curry was possibly even born. Okay, maybe not that. <laughs> but still. Yeah, I got yeah. Charles Barkley. I, I I have Charles Barkley's name down for another category that we'll be going into later. So I will reserve all of my words 
to use then. That way it doesn't sound like a repeat. That's just what you got to say about uh, Barkley at the four. I got no problems with Barkley either. Uh, as as a, a shorter guy, I kind of like had the same type of build as him coming up. So I had to, had, you know, throw my body around a little bit playing. Uh, so he was an inspiration to like, you know, uh, shorter stocky dudes to go out there and hoop. <laughs> and, and you too play, can you play know? in the yeah. NBA. Yeah, because like what was inspiring for me was how he rebounded as well. Like, dude, you six four and a half, six five, and you average double digits and rebounding your entire career, where there's most of the power forwards were six ten, six eleven back then, and then you had everybody was seven feet at the center position, and he averaged like 11 rebounds, 12 rebounds a game for his whole career. That's that's impressive. And he, a lot of times, even as he got older, he wasn't able to jump as much. He just knew how to use his body. Mm-hmm. He just he knew angles, you know what I mean? He'd get it, take that thing, go down, dunk it, or pass it to somebody. He was just – he was unbelievable. So, yeah, I ain't, got, I ain't got no problem with the Chuckster. And you never had to worry about him at the barbershop with what color he'd come out of with his hair next week. Anyways. Clean, baby. So- don't hate on Brian. Him, him, and Jordan, on Brian. Him, him and Jordan showed us the way. <laughs> Get that uh, Gillette, y'all. Get that Gillette. I understand this, Tokyo. This isn't me hating Rodman, an essential part of the bad boy Pistons. I, uh, of course, I don't hate Rodman. I'm just defending Horace Grant and the chicanery that took place in his removal from that team. However, had that not happened, perhaps I would not be taking arms up the same way as I do for Horace Grant. And after all, when it comes to playoff series, the one most well-known for knocking Jordan out of them is Horace Grant's magic. Hashtag justice. (laughs) Hashtag justice. (laughs) Hey, hey, before we move on to the centers, I'll throw a little controversy out there. Do it. Uh, The the first three-peat team, probably, they probably beat that second three-peat team now with Horace Grant. Mm -hmm. Hey, no. Hey, the no. no. first three-peat team, uh... No. No. No? The first three-peat team versus the second three-peat team. Okay, let's look at it. B.J. Armstrong at the point versus Ron Harper. Jordan and Jordan, second three-peat team, I think is his mind is sharper than first three-peat Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think second Jordan got a, got a sharp – he coming he, – he, he, I, I, it's it's fun to speculate. First, first three P MJ now. First three P MJ. First three P MJ was hungry. Still forty inch Second, jumping, Michael Jordan. Very true. Second three P. I felt like the defense because he he he's he's seeing more of the game. He understands his limitations, which aren't much, but he knew how to get the best out of everybody around him, and I feel like him and teammate more in that second three-peat versus the first one. I feel like I just think the second three-peat would win just based on wisdom and knowledge, life experience, baby. See, but Scott, got Scott, nothing you... to do with Tony Kukoc because F Tony Kukoc. I got no love for Tony Kukoc. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. Anyways, and, and, and side note, see, I'll give I just you... want to start some shit. <laughs> uh, I see that. I hey, see that. Listen, I saw the spoon as you stirred Essex. I'm not dumb. Just because I'm a host doesn't mean I'm not watching. And Horace could hit that. Horace hit that 18 footer too. You getting some offense, Rodman, Horace. Horace is too emotional. Dennis Rodman is taking him out of the game. 
well. I don't know you about start, that. You start, you start bumping Horace too much. He start crying to them referees. Rodman would be in Horace's head. Quick. He he, but he survived the Pistons with young Rodman, and they came out okay. When you say survive, you act like he only, you know, they, they beat him what? Well, they, they beat him beat once? Him, they swept them. They swept, they swept the Pistons with young Rodman and Rodman. Was like I said, that wisdom Rodman counts for cool. something. Remember, he threw he threw Scottie Pippen over the top rope and, and, <laughs> and they still swept him. See, here's the thing though, TJ. First Cartwright right with the with the shit. <laughs> listen, listen. Here's the last Carl Malone when in the second three Pete was better. <laughs> Then Horace Grant from the first three Pete and Rodman, as far as I'm concerned, shut down MVP Carl Malone in that series. I think, well, no, and that's a great point. I think, I think Carl Malone was more mentally, what's his word? Compromised. He was absolutely compromised. He was compromised in that series because of Dennis. No, no, Show no, that no. man love. Uh, First of he, all, he no. he had some decent games. He didn't. He wasn't consistent, but he had some decent games against uh, against. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember remember because uh, they was down three one, right? And then uh, Carmelo had like that 38, 39 point game to send it back to Utah. He had his moments, but yeah, you know, them, remember he missed them free throws. Yeah, remember he missed them free throws, yeah. and Michael Jordan hit the game winner. Now he wasn't right. He wasn't right from that moment on. No, no, no one wants to talk about that, how Horace could actually shoot the damn ball. Yeah, yeah. You could not leave Horace oh, alone back in the day. I just I just got to say something to be contrarian to Kyle. That's all. <laughs> you would. Yeah, that's we'll never know, but I always – sometimes I think about that in the, in the back of my mind. Like, hmm, that first three-peat team was underrated. I mean, I just, as as an older gentleman – I'm getting up there. I'm, I'm seeing the twinkle. I'm seeing the gray in my beard. I'm saying that at this age, you get you get 21 year old Tokyo Jamison that's still playing college football that's walking around all jack. I would whoop his ass. I would beat the shit out of him because I got experience. I'm pulling some pocket sand out. I'm throwing it. I'm punching him in the nuts. He doesn't stand a chance. You're fighting dirty. That's a great point. You would fight dirtier than young Tokyo. That's a fact. Yes, I would. Yeah. (laughs) You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Young me would whip my ass and just hope the threat of, you know, you're going to regret this when your children realize that you killed their dad. Wait, what? Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Then we get into some whole multiversal conundrums. We're not even going to talk about it. I'm just saying. But no, no, Let's no. get to the fives, baby. Talking oh, yeah, about yeah. Endgame is another episode, Tokyo Jameson. The fives. I'm going to take the lead on the fives because Essex done effed up my rotation by bringing up Akeem Olajuwon way oh, too soon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been talking about. This is the one human being who I believe could play in this era in the NBA and not just be a star. Giannis, listen, Giannis is great. I take nothing from him. I've watched him completely dominate in person. Sure, it's in the Orlando Arena where the magic. <laughs> but whatever, it's still fun to watch. Name me another tough guy today, Draymond Green. <laughs> right. Akeem Olajuwon could stop Shaquille O'Neal. He did. And stroke it like Patrick Ewing. Oh, wait. No one knows who that is. Um, And stroke it like somebody who could shoot really well. Yeah. This was completeness. 
And granted, he played the power forward just by technicality because they had nowhere else to put Ralph Sampson. And in all honesty, I argue Ralph Sampson is a more successful college coach than he is a player right now. I said it. Yeah. I watched him coach, actually. It's a really good team there in Houston. Anyways, shouts to the black and gold banner red for that opportunity. But Hakeem Olajuwon is a complete player, and he could do it today, and he could do it better, and even take Draymond Green out of his game because at the end of the day, he wouldn't play into the emotion quite like that. That's who I got. Yeah. I only went and first. he could pass too. I forget, I forgot to mention it yeah. earlier. The dude could pass too. Yes, it was like it was like Vade Divas if he'd have had a lot more game. Anyways. Yeah, I- yeah, yeah. I mean, they would uh, if he was in today's game, they put the ball in his hands at the top of the key, like they do Giannis, and just let him go to work. You know, someone else might bring it up to try to make the fast break thing happen. If it doesn't, then they'll reset with Elijah one. And it he would was work. fast too. He could run. He, I don't know. He was everything. So. As part of uh, five slime pajama, let's go ahead and call it what it was back when. If you have not seen that thirty for thirty, I definitely encourage you to watch it because that was basketball back. And 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 you talking about just college being exciting, liking March Madness for what you like it for or liked it for. Fossil and Majama is a big part of that, man. So, yeah, Elijah Wan's nasty. That's 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 a good point, but I have to ha- call time out on that to bring up your pick, Tokyo James, and see what I did there. <laughs> no, I absolutely appreciate that one. This one is brought to you by uh, someone trying to get their name back out there. Ladies and gentlemen, K-Fed is not dead. In fact, if you give him three <laughs> payments of about tree fitty, he will hop into your DMs and break up with your significant other. Yes, if you don't have the balls or the stones or the ovaries to break up with your significant other, about three payments of about tree fitty, and K-Fed will jump into your DMs and handle that business. K-Fed ain't... So for my center... Oh, no, easy. no, no, no. There's no transition. Let's break down what just happened there. You have Kevin Federline with Chef's dad and cameo. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> Three payments of about tree fitting. Um, for my center, I'm looking no further than winning time. Cap himself, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's hard to go against him. He's an all-time scorer. Um, he was a part of some outstanding basketball in college out of UCLA with John Wooden going to Milwaukee, giving them a championship, and they hadn't got they got one recently with Giannis. They hadn't seen one since Lou Alcindor was holding it down in Milwaukee. Um, and then for what he did when he was in L.A., you know, completely changing his game when Magic came in because before Magic came in, they just fed him the ball, and he scored, and he was great at it, and he got the skyhook, which the skyhook extended his career even more because nobody could touch it. But then whenever you bring in Magic, his willingness, well, I won't say willingness. I don't know how difficult it was. Again, dramatization with winning time made it seem like it was a lot more difficult to get him on board. People are but, for that, bro. Just saying. Hey, it is what it is. I liked it. Um, his game changed. It evolved to go on and win more. Um, it's just with the five that I – the other four names that I've – if you put the five, Defensively, him and, and Bill Russell aside alongside each other, it's a wrap. Offensively, both he and Bill can pass the ball. You know, it's it's him on one block. It's just it's nasty. Kareem for champion, Kareem for president. He's the five. Write it down. K Fed ain't dead. 
Essex, just for the sake of getting K-Fed ain't dead out of my head, please give me your pick. Listen, uh, that was my pick. Uh, throw in the, the social justice part of it. And yes, yeah, yes. Man. But for the sake of having somebody else to talk about, because, um, yeah, that's my pick. But uh, I'll go with Wilt then, man. Wilt was uh, an animal. And I'm going to tell you something. I kind of go between him and Shaq, but then I went back and I've seen some of this restored footage of uh, of Wilt that you can kind of see stuff a little more clearly. And that dude was an animal. And we and we have compared a lot of these players and see like and said to you know what would they do in today's game? <laughs> because see, Wilt could move. And see, one yeah. thing I knocked Shaq about is Shaq didn't stay in shape, and it impacted him on the defensive end. He even Wilt was in shape and he could move. So like ain't none of this pick and pick fives and switch and put the guard on him and think you okay if you try to no, Wilt gonna get there and he gonna slap it. Wilt was a, a monster. And I think he doesn't get the credit because he played in an era where he was so much bigger and more athletic than other people. But even with the athleticism catching up, that's a monster. And he yeah. would be as dominant as Shaq was offensively, but he still had the defensive capabilities. He just got his ass whooped by them damn Celtics too much. I was he didn't have to- a lot of championships because the Celtics, like I said, they had 18 Hall of Famers on the team. So they couldn't really – it was just him and Jerry West, and, and it was just wasn't enough. But, yeah, Will. Not the Will in there. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you made a point to mention uh, Russell being probably the biggest reason why we don't talk more about him. You know, right. I mean, 100 points in the game. Now, granted, I can gripe all I want to, as I have in the past, about there being no three in the key rule to slow him down at all to speak of. But it's not like the dude wasn't a good athlete in his own right, especially right. You know, especially based on what you're talking about, Essex. Like, this isn't... Uh, he was a high jumper. He was a track star. Yeah. Like, this dude was ridiculous. You know. And he was playing in flip-flops compared to what they're playing in today seriously flip-flops with straps essentially you're giving credit for lebron physically being a reincarnation of wilt just a an talent bigger faster stronger than everybody at the time yeah and you know you you got to give credit to some some physical aberrations. They just don't come along often, man. But when they're there, give them their flowers. He's one-on-one. Because like I say, Shaq had the size and strength, but he didn't have the speed and mobility that Wilt had at his prime. So, yeah, we've never, we'll never see another Wilt. I mean, I can make the argument with Shaq, and I have in the past, um, that Shaq being what he was without working hard at it kind of ruined the center position because – when it came to picking a center during Shaq's era, people stopped concentrating on it. They're like, well, we can't rebuke him. Yeah. Get a guard to shoot. Let's let's take the inside game out of it. You know, that's what kind of happened. At least if Shaq would have stayed like in that, like that. Remember when he was in Orlando? I do. He was like 315, 320, mm-hmm. but he was lean. Yep. If he had stayed like that. He was running the floor, trying to dribble the ball down and the court. The like, floor. he was doing a lot more. Blocking four shots a game. Like. I saw that man in a pregame, or excuse me, in a preseason game with about, like, 10 or 12 seconds on the clock. The ball got past him on the inbound. 
He drives it to heck and gone, gets up to the three, fires it, and it hits. I the fact I saw that in person, I know already makes me unique. I'm just saying. It's crazy. So, gentlemen, there is our top five, and we wax so poetic. Just being flexible with things like this. We've taken the hour. Yeah. Wow, you might have to have a second recess at some time because I got too much other stuff to chop up in these other topics that Tokyo Jameson brought up. And I didn't have to use my special topic because, I mean, with Essex being an actor, I did have a particular question. Yeah, let's do it. But um, He wants it. Give it to him. Give it. By the way, that's what she said. Second, <laughs> I didn't to do it. See, that's what she said. Boom. He, when he laughs big, he laughs big like you, Tokyo Jay. He throws the head back. Ah, yeah. um, that, that's because he's got soul. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hold it down. It's hard to hold that's it down. It. That's it. We can wax more poetic, but I'm going to play the closing time defense. We can max wax more poetic tonight. We just can't do it here. We need to wrap up this particular episode because the people of the world need to know when you fly, gentlemen are and can be found. I already know. I'm going to say it because he deserves the props. If you don't know Tokyo Jameson from the smoke show, from when we were on the first episode around, which by the way, Essex, if you got time, that's a fun one. Tokyo Jameson, tell the world where you could be seen and found. Well, if you, if you want to see me, normally I'm not going to be wearing these uh, darling Sunday clothes like I am right now. You're going to catch me in some, uh, some khaki dukes that would you know, give give shame to the shorts that John Stockton wore when he played point guard in the NBA. Oh, they were short, ladies and gentlemen. Son of a... No, man, if you want to catch me uh, and you're on YouTube, I'm working with uh, the real Joey Harris. We're doing uh, what we're watching right now. We're watching The Sopranos. We're on uh, just about to finish season four, getting into season five. I'm looking over those episodes. Um, I just recorded last night my last episode of the Tokyo Smoke Show for the revival. Um, I actually had Joey Harris interview me. He asked me 27 questions. I knew none of them, um, but we got into stuff going back into my childhood, you know, parenting, um, being black in these United States. Like we were, we got really, really deep. I've never been the subject on my own show. Um, so that was really deep to, to be able to answer those questions. And then also, the Yam Hybro podcast, because I mean, if you're not medicating um, and you have the opportunity to, then you're not living. Um, I'm a big fan of. No doubt. Uh, what was that? It's a shouts to the Red Spliff, no doubt. Oh, no, big time, big time facts. So, folks, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you. I jump into them, my yeah. socks on, and I hope not to fall. Maybe so, that's. What the hell is my cowbell? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I hope we can continue just one more topic in the overtime, folks. But, hey, Kyle, as always, thanks for having me on. Essex, brother, thank you for uh, linking up and, you know, agreeing to be down. This was a lot of fun. This is exactly what I expected. Man. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, I've never disappointed you. Yeah. I mean, anyways, Essex, tell the people, man, where can you be found, my good friend? Well, as you see there by my name, uh, Actor Man Essex on Instagram, and my name, just as it is, on Facebook, uh, and uh, Twitter. I haven't, I don't really mess with Twitter a whole lot, but I'm on there just in case if you play with that. And uh, hey, thank you for having me. Uh, Tokyo actually reached out to me on this. I think he saw me comment on something 
which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, because sometimes I don't feel like arguing with people. But uh, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Kyle, <laughs> I'm going to definitely start uh, following your show and looking at some past shows. And, and same thing with you, Tokyo, because you guys were a lot of fun. And, and we we see things a lot of the same way. We appreciate a lot of the same things. So uh, as you said, I'm an actor. Um, so hit me up. I got some stuff coming out. Uh, search my IMDB. That'll help me get some points. And uh, yeah, but uh, this is sports is always something I've been passionate about even before I got into acting. Um, like I said, I showed you guys my books and stuff like that. So like this was, right. this was a lot of fun because not a lot of people uh, appreciate the game uh, the way I do. And I can tell that you guys do. And uh, even on the football side, uh, which I'm weird. I'm a Florida guy, but like MJ and Magic and all of them, they suck. They suck me in. And uh, when, when, the, when the Miami Heat expanded, actually, I was uh, I was in middle school and they came and they took all us kids out of the hood and they took us to a pep rally. And, okay. you know, uh, Ronnie Sykley and Bimbo Coles and all of that. And it was I had yeah. never been in an arena before. And so oh. it just it sucked me in. And, you know, the NBA fantastic era and all the videos and NBA jams it sucked me in. And I've been in it ever since. So this was a lot of fun. Listen, I'm always going to respect a human being that respects not only Bimbo Coles, but probably loves Glenn Rice. Half as <laughs> oh, oh, see, we didn't get into like the favorites. I know we yeah. did the Mount Rushmore stuff, but we get into favorites. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to guys up. We're teasing them. Anyway, <laughs> next show. No, man. Hey, you and hey, uh, if you got a project or something you want to talk about, we got a spot for wherever you want to jump in here on the student of the game. By the way, with what you're talking about, this is the part where I remind you, the student of the game, not just a clever nickname. Anyways, of course, I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as the student of the game. What if you go Facebook Live? You'll see me and all these other handsome faces that come up on this beast. Also, usually you will find me on the YouTube channel with the Huddle Up Podcast. We couldn't do that tonight because they are airing Three Count Thursday. And listen, you don't want to disrespect the landlord when you when you up in his place. I don't want to do it like that. But you still see me on Twitch and on Twitter as well there. And the podcast circuit is still a thing. So get that on demand. I want the student of the game now. I want that time he had recess with Exus in Tokyo now. You can do that on demand thanks to the podcast podcast platform. That was great until I stuttered. Anyways, an honor, joy, and privilege to have both you gentlemen in the building. But until next time, everyone, class dismissed. <laughs>